When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast! Season 9, episode 52. Uh, No, John, tonight he is working, but we have his son and heir, Georgie George. Good evening, George. How are you? And what are you? Where are you? And what are you doing? I am at home recording a podcast with you. Good evening, Sean. Uh, Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, Nigel. Um, Where are you? And what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Hang on. Hang on. Um. Good, good. The the three quarters of the gang are back in town again, and it's been a a double bubble week again. Um, a game of two halves, or a week of two halves. Um, let's start with the uh, four uh, halves, but right four halves (laughs) pendant. Um, let's start with um George. George, did you watch the Burnley defeat? Uh, did I watch? I did. Oh, some of it, of some it? of it, and all of it. Um, it was it was very frustrating, wasn't it? Um, and we lost, so yeah, I, I didn't particularly enjoy it, and uh, I didn't really particularly enjoy the game either, to be honest. So yeah, Burnley did. What I did what see, Burnley did. yeah, Burnley did a job on us, and they got away with I three mean, points. From from me, um, Burnley show why why Sean Dyche is a good manager, and and why. Burnley are now pushing for Europa. Um, you know, they had a tactic to stop West Ham playing the game that they saw them play against Newcastle and Chelsea. They did stop us playing that game. They they looked to frustrate us and catch us on the break, and they did. Um, maybe got a bit of luck. We didn't take our chances. I mean, Antonio missed an absolute sitter. Um, and if I remember rightly, Alaire also came on for his first touch and, and, and should have maybe put it in the back of the net, but it, it, it wasn't to be. And, um, well, look, at Burnley have gone on and, and won another one. And uh, I, I didn't feel 
it was a bad performance by West Ham. I thought it was a good performance by Burnley. But you may see it differently, Nigel. Um, oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. So, depending on what you said, this is the way I saw it. I thought it was a good performance by West Ham. Sort of let down by the result. They did everything but score. Nick Pope showed why he's possibly about to replace uh, Pickford as England's number one. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the boy had an outstanding game and he backed that up over the weekend as well. Man of the match. With, and without yeah, so when when the opposition goalkeepers man of the match and they win the game, that that tells you that should tell you enough that actually West Ham did put the effort in. I, I, did they do all they could to win the game? Probably ninety five percent of it. Yes, they could have done. The, the only the one disappointing was Antonio in the post when he went one on one, and you would hope he could have done better. He didn't sleep but after that. Apparently, that, didn't sleep. He yeah, said. Yeah, well, apart, well, it obviously did him a world of good, didn't it? We'll get onto that next. But I mean, it, it, you know, I, I would not criticise that performance whatsoever. It was just one of them days where you. you Outplay a team, 22 shots, seven or eight on target. Well, funny you say that because that attack, you know, we, we did a lot. Then. We had most of the ball. Yeah, 53% to 47%. They, that's Burnley all over. They let you um, take the ball and they just soak it up. We had 21 shots. Yeah, but that's five us. On the target. thing about that is, quickly, is that the, the thing that they said before the game is both teams were averaging around 38 to 40% possession. Yeah. So, you know, one of these teams had to dominate the game and one of them would play to their game plan. And it's yeah. quite funny that Burnley were the one that didn't have the possession and won the game. Yeah. But but as I was about to say, 21 shots for West Ham, five on target. They only had eight shots, but four on target. So they took their chances or they took one chance. Look, yeah. that uh, header could have gone the other side of the, you know, it hit the crossbar, couldn't it? And it could have gone the other side and... Yeah, uh, I, don't I mean, think for me, uh, if he makes, yeah, if he makes clean contacts, I think Fabianski saves it. To be fair, or he's got more of a chance. The fact that it ballooned up off his sort of shoulder and onto the crossbar, it, you know, it was just. I thought they 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 rode their luck, Burnley. On another yeah. day, we could have nicked that one nil, or it could have ended up nil nil. Um, I thought they rode their luck, um, but I thought. Yeah, we missed three good chances, Antonio Allaire. But um, equally, I think, um, you know, of those four chances that were on target, um, Antonio's being one of them, Pope probably made two or three world-class saves. And in my view, and this might be going too far because he's in my dream team, he's (laughs) probably the best uh, keeper in the Premier League. Yes, at the moment. Yeah. I mean, when anyway, you lose a game um, like that, quickly, when you lose a game like that, you, you then pick apart the performance. And if you can't complain about com- the performance, it, it it bears you instead well for the next coming games. So there should be no negativity coming up to the next game and whatever, which there was. Yeah, so fast forward, of course, all the negative Nellies came out against Moyes after David that defeat, Oxig. you know. Yeah. Sorry? David Oxley. <laughs> yeah, Oxig. well, name uh, one. Go um, name him, Sean, name him. What? Name him. Holtzink. 
David Holtzink. David yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, so So, obviously, on, on we bring Norwich. Norwich hadn't won for a long time. They had six losses. But there were people that worried whether West Ham could win the game. Um, a very poor Norwich City turned up at Carrow Road. Everybody was mentioning we hadn't won there since 1973, um, which is true. <laughs> 37 years without a win on Carrow Road. But um, you know, that was a stat. When someone said it, I thought, really? And then I was thinking back, I've been to Norwich a lot. And it's one of them where you think, well, I first went to Norwich late 80s. Yeah, we lost. Then I went back early 90s. Yeah, we lost. And then I've been back about another. But we haven't been in the same division for a lot of those. No, and then and then you think, well, to be fair, that ignores the FA Cup win. We could we did beat them two nil in the FA Cup when thankfully Dean Ashton was injured the week before we signed him, (laughs) so he wasn't cup side. How handy was that? But so. You know, I don't want to be. You know me. I do like to be pedantic when when there are rules, but um, I do think that uh, to say we haven't won there since 1973 was a bit disingenuous. To use an old word I used to like to use. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking um, at the head-to-head stats from uh, Eleven versus Eleven dot com. First played in 1905, West Ham Norwich. Uh, we've only played about. Uh, 44, 74 times. Uh, I won't go through all 74. Um, but the last time this is this is Norwich, yeah. You, you, do you know what? Off and on, you're right, from, from the 80s up into 91, 94, 95. Yeah, so there was an absence. Between 95 and 2003, we didn't play yeah. each other. Obviously, we dropped down to the championship. But Norwich are now the most relegated from team from the Premier League. T- 2006 to 2012, another six years absence. Yeah. Without, um, but as you say, uh, we did one win 2006 in the FA Cup Yeah. Um, away. So it was league games. Um, but anyway... Uh, I'm not going to go for 74 results. Why not? Because it would be boring. Nigel. Oh, uh, sorry, no. I, uh, I'll start with um, uh, George. I've forgotten oh. your name for a minute. George. Um, the the Canaries. <laughs> what did you think of the game? Did you watch it? Uh, I did watch it uh, on the move, this one. Um, oh, really? Yeah, on the move? I watched it on the move. You did. The whole, the whole thing's just passed you by now. You're just yeah, a busy no, boy, yeah, no. Yeah, I must say, it's not really taken priority for me, no. Um, mm. uh, I did watch it, though, and I think, like most people, I was very impressed with the way we played. I think Norwich were poor, um, but I thought even Noble coming in and did a really good job, and obviously Antonio, yeah. Antonio's got four goals, which is the uh, first ever player to do so in the Premier League, I believe, Nigel. Yeah. Um, not ever. Yeah, made, made David Cross famous again, as he said. Although, as uh, other people pointed out, he did it twice in the same year in 1981 against Preston, North End and Spurs. As Nigel pointed out, he did score five goals in one game as well. And who did I point that game out to be? Uh, I can't remember. Grimsby. Was it Grimsby? Yeah, away. 
Um, when when he scored, was he? Were we in the top division at the time for both of those games? I know Spurs no. was in the top division. Grim- Grimsby was promotion, so both were in nineteen eighty one. So yeah. um, Grimsby was, uh, I, f- I believe, it was in the April. It was either the March yeah. or the April. He got five in a five-one victory at Grimsby's ground. Uh, Bootham Crescent. No, that's not right. I've forgotten what Grimsby's ground now is. I feel bad now. But yeah, both of them were away though, isn't it? Because obviously Tottenham's was in the September of 81. Ray Clements' debut for uh, Tottenham recently signed from Liverpool. And yeah, that was in a 4-0 victory, which was a bit unexpected because I think we'd played Brighton and drawn 0-0 in the first game, which was our first game in the top division since 78. So, yes. Anyway, back, back to the present, back to the game. Yeah. Uh, George, what, what, I mean, obviously you've said poor side, four goals from Antonio. Mm-hmm. What, what were we t- to take away from the game? Uh, we can beat a championship side. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? It was a very good performance and a good result, but it was against the worst team in the league. And by a long way, um, they are mm. the worst team in the league. So, um, what can we take away? I think we'll take confidence away from it because winning breeds confidence and I think Antonio will be feeling very confident um, he seemed a bit upset when he was taken off that he could have scored a fifth yeah well there was goals out there weren't there they, they weren't defending very well he, he even I don't know if you noticed this but David Moyes used all five substitutes for once <laughs> well, right, maybe he put the last three on in the last two minutes but still he used them um, but yeah I think it will it will fill us with confidence for the last three games um, whether or not it's the the worst side in the league, I think it's, it wins yeah. a win and it was a comfortable win. So um, why not? I mean, obviously, um, before we go to Nigel, it, it was a great win, and, and and most people were saying, you know, it looked like we're safe. But of course, uh, other results took over and and shocked us by you know Watford or the Hornets winning against Newcastle, and I, I had Newcastle to snap something from that. Then we had the villains, um, then uh, winning as well. Who were they playing? Sorry, who was, who was, who was who playing? playing? Who was Villa playing? Villa beat oh, Crystal Palace. Palace. So obviously VAR ruled out a, a good goal. I thought from from Palace that came off the shoulder and not the arm. Uh, and then they scored two, and, and Palace looked like they were on their holidays. And then the shock result of the weekend yesterday, obviously when uh, Leicester City gave up and just gave Bournemouth uh, a 4-1 win when they haven't won since the 1st of, uh, of February. And, and, and really, our Norwich win has been fan out, really. Um, Not true. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, before we come to you, I'm going to give you a little stat attack. Um so West Ham had uh, the less of the possession against Norwich, 48%, which obviously meant they had 52. West Ham had 19 shots, seven of them on target. But Norwich, and I don't remember this, had 11 shots, two on target. But I must admit, Fabianski <laughs> didn't seem to have a lot to do. So I don't remember those ones that uh, that uh, Fabianski saved. But what was your view? What can you add to... Uh, our, champion, our game against championship side, uh, uh, Norwich. 
it was a continuation from the Burnley performance for me. So right. the prefer, the Burnley performance it, it showed twofold. One, it showed that we are we not we're a decent side because we're still down the bottom fighting for our lives, but we we can play decent. And, and Moyes is not the the complete dinosaur that everybody thinks he is. Uh, B. Perhaps Mark Noble's not finished in football yet, despite the fact that three quarters of West Ham's fan base loves to write him off. You know, yeah. I see Moyes, Moyes out, people demanding Moyes was sacked on Twitter an hour before kickoff when the team was announced. <laughs> I did see that. And I'd, you know, people, I do, I wrote, I do um, wonder Moore. sometimes. I wrote a story saying Moyes proves Noble doubters wrong. And as people said, no, he's a championship player and he proved he can do well and set up two assists and make a lot of passes against the championship side. So there's well, always got there, some there, clever answer, Nigel. Yeah, but there is that to it. The fact And, and the fact is you can't – sometimes with a performance like that, it's, it's easy to ignore the ability of the opposition. The fact is Norwich play can – on their day, play good football. They haven't got the, the 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 manpower for Premier League football, and basically, I think they they're shot. They you know they're shot at the moment because they just keep losing, 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 losing. Mm. I think if we'd have played well, they, they Norwich got away at the beginning of the season, yeah, but I think if we'd have played Norwich away at the beginning of the season, when they had a bit more confidence, it may have been a different result. I think we were just, I mean, we beat them at home, and we, which was a 50-50 game to me. We beat them 2-0 in the September, which was fresh from them beating Man City, yeah. if I remember. You know, they'd had a pretty decent start, but obviously, you know, the Premier League takes its toll on teams that aren't prepared, and they're not prepared. Yeah. Saying that, I'd have their manager all day long, even if he doesn't. I mean, if we run against Burnley and we won, we'd be safe now on 37 points, but we're not. We have to go for a really big game against um, Watford at the London Stadium this Friday, having with Watford winning back-to-back games uh, on the same points as 34, whoever gets to 37, I think we're all agreed, will be safe. So I've called this a £50 million game. The difference, the reason is £95 million for coming last in the Premier League. Um, you do get a big parachute payment. You get about £45 million now for in your first year you get 55% of the 80 million quid and therefore you get you get 45 million in your first year in in a parachute payment so this is a the 50 million pound game um but before we play that this wednesday um we've got man city playing Bournemouth and we would hope Man City <laughs> I mean we really would be unlucky if Man City suddenly concede and and let um Bournemouth win well um and then you say that. And then we've got the big game. Hang on. Then we've got the Thursday game um, of of Everton playing Villa, and that's a big game. And we just hope that, you know, Everton haven't done so well lately. Uh, and there's been accusations. They're on their holidays and have gone on their sunbed. So, uh, and, th- and then we've got the, the, the Watford game. So I'm, I'm just, let me come to um, George first. George, how do you see it be, this week being played out on those three important games? Uh, well, like you say, you'd like to think City will get a result. Um, but you never know, do you? Bournemouth are fighting for it. City, yeah. uh, City. Callum Wilson's second. back. They're in, they're, in, they're in the Champions League as of today. Um, yeah. You know, they've put the kids a, out. 
done what they wanted to achieve um, after Liverpool won the league. So, yeah, who knows? This is Premier League. Anyone can beat anyone, Sean. I'm not going to make predictions. How, how about, all right, well, I just asked you, how about the Everton game? Make one prediction for the Everton game. Uh, against Villa? Yeah. Well, Everton haven't really been playing particularly well, have they? How many no. have they lost since since it restarted? Most of them. Quite a few, but Angelotti, so, you'd think, would be sort of... Yeah, but again, they've, the got, they've got nothing to play for, really, have they? They haven't got anything to play and for. And Villa do, so... And it's not even as if it's at Goodison Park, so... It makes me nervous, yeah. the Villa game. Yeah, I, I, I would say there's every chance and, and, to and you know, get a result there. Watford, Watford have shown they've won two on the bounce. They will be up for this game. Everybody knows. This is a cup final of both West Ham and Watford. The winner takes all on Friday. Um, Nigel, what, what, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday... What, what What is your view? That was a song by Alexander O'Neill, wasn't it? I think. I don't know. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Wednesday, that's Saturday, it. love. Yeah, well, Stan was my Saturday love back then. Um, oh, yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, it's, it's whenever they play, love. Um, oh, Sam said, I've got to say hello to my boyfriend. So, uh, you're right, Sean. Um, uh, Wednesday, uh, the thing about Man City is they can't go up. And they can't go down. They're runners up. They're, they're still in the Champions League, aren't they? Yes. So that plays out in August. In the cut starts again in a couple mm. of weeks' time. Man City still in the FA Cup. Oh, so they've still that. got that to play. You know. So they, they've nailed on second spot. They're guaranteed their Champions League place. Is he going to really? I don't know. Will he make changes? I was. I would. Suspect he would. Who who are we talking Pep. about? Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Bournemouth. Bournemouth did I see they've nothing. been let off with their uh, transfer ban today. Yeah. Money talks. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Bournemouth did nothing for an hour. I watched the game. They did absolutely nothing for an hour, and then they got a penalty, which yeah was possibly was a penalty to be fair, and then two minutes later they scored again. Solanke, who hadn't scored at all. And the, the turning point, funny enough, was Junior Stanislas coming on for him. Yeah, so I hear. I didn't watch So, that. you know, he he took the penalty. Then he, he I think he played in Solanke. He, he got another one. And he really did play well, to be fair to him. I just think they've left themselves too much to do. To be fair, I can't, no matter how bad a team, if City put out their reserves, I would still expect them to beat Bournemouth yeah. on, on, a, on a good day. The Villa-Everton game, different kettle of fish. And why it bothers, and why we should got to be worried, is that because we still have to play Villa, the last thing yeah. we got to do is give Villa a target. So... You know, and Villa still have to play Arsenal at home. And we got Man United. Between. Yeah, but we got Man United um, away. And, and Arsenal still playing for Europa. Watford obviously play us this Friday. Then have got Man City. Then have got Arsenal away. Uh, but they want to... This is why we're having Man City and Arsenal away. They want to tie it up this Friday. They will throw everything in this. Although I hear Troy Deeney's 50-50 on whether he's going to be fit. Well, Man U, they played tonight at Southampton. And that you know they're going to be fighting Chelsea and Leicester for fourth spot. They can get Champions League now. 
they're, they're fifth. They'll probably go into the top four with a, with a point today. Oh no, not a point today means a goal difference are out of it. But if they beat Southampton today, they go third above Chelsea. Hmm. So, I mean, Bournemouth are not completely out of it. Although no. they play Man City, they have you know they need two wins as well. They've got a winnable game at home against Southampton. And if they win that, they've got Everton away on the last game of the season. And if Everton have crumbled by then, you know, you, you could see them. They need a win oh, to win it. You could see them scraping through. I was through. on Irons United Saturday um, on their, I don't know, watch along. I did the end of the watch along and then did the, the review of the game Saturday night. And I think on the watch watch along, I did say, they said, how good's the weekend be? And I went, well, let's see how the results go tomorrow. Yeah. And actually, you know, you know, just our luck that the results didn't go the way we wanted. But that's football, isn't it? Yeah. But as long as we keep winning, actually, it don't matter. All right. So let me ask the $6 million question for both of you. Are we still going to survive? Yes or no? Don't all answer at once. George. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, after we beat Norwich, I thought, yes, that's it. But then the, the other, other results went the way they did. Um, and, you know, Bournemouth could have beat on them. I mean, it's it's still in yeah. our... It's, it's still, still in our hands. That, we could still survive and win no games. We could lose our last games because, you know... They need to win. Uh, it's no good. You've got to remember, we're still four points above Villa. No. Yeah? No. They're on 30. Uh, yeah, but Bournemouth's on 31. I know, but we've got better goal difference than both Villa and Bournemouth. Yeah, but if they're That's winning an and we're losing, point. that goal difference suddenly shrinks. Yeah, but it's a big way. It's a big difference. I think it, our is four and five points. We'd be very unlucky. They need two wins. Both both Villa and yeah. and Bournemouth need two wins. Let's be honest. But, and and but Villa Watford are going to be looking Bournemouth. at that last game the same as us, isn't it? If they're yeah, of course. If they're within three points and six goals of us, I think it's game on for them. It's uh, squeaky bum time if it yeah. comes down to the last game of the season. I'm sure the broadcasters want that. But you didn't answer the question. Yes or no, George? Are we going to survive? Gut feeling. Yeah, I think we've got. I think we'll do enough. Good. Think Good. I'm glad. I I agree. I think we survived. Negative, uh, Nigel. Uh, gut feeling is is all the way along. I've full season. I've never feared going down. I, all right. Uh, so okay. I well, there you go. That's I know that we all agree. Um, we're, we'll survive. We, you know what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Anyway, uh, lot not a lot of news. This week, uh, you know, it's the calm before the storm. We haven't got a game till Friday. Um, so hopefully you did put something up on Facebook and I can say it's time for this. Facebook, Twitter, question It's Facebook, Twitter question time. Well, you, the eight listeners, get to ask us, the three presenters, questions or statements of fact or shout-outs or accents. Nigel? Yeah, keep filling. (laughs) (laughs) He still hasn't loaded. Usually you go, yeah, I've done it. I could talk about Super 6. I I scored zero points this this week, um, but I'm still 
top, but you're glad to know number two, a new second, Keith Milton is close on my heels and he's only about, I think, about 15 points or less away. Uh, so he could steal the crown right at the end of the more than just a podcast Super Six League. And he got quite a few back right. on me this week. What did, what did I get at a QRC Super Six? I will look while you, while you start. Yeah. Okay. So I've got it loaded. So first up is my good friend, uh, Drew Drew Barney McGrew. And he says... Uh, skipping all the rubbish that we were talking about someone else. Uh, Do you think it's hypercritical for a fan base to demand loyalty from players when someone like Mark Noble is treated so disrespectfully by many on social media? Uh, So go for that first. So do you think that the fans... um, a hypocritical, it's hypocritical for a fan base to demand loyalty from players when they turn on players themselves. I, I think that what people are talking about is a social media bubble. It only really happens on Twitter. You know, it doesn't happen on Facebook. It doesn't happen elsewhere. This is a Twitter toxic thing. And, and um, look, I think it's not just about Mark Noble being... Um, slow or getting older and etc some of the fan base fell out of mark noble for two reasons number one his circus speech um and how he's protected the owners you know this this club's not being run by a circus anymore and the second one is is when he uh threw jesus off the pitch at the burnley game and i think uh you know and i think you're you're in that camp about certainly when he threw jesus off the pitch um you know, they don't look at him in the same way, even though he's born and bred West Ham. Yes. Yeah. George? Yes. Are you a noble lover? Um, George's mic has gone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. can. Are you a noble lover? Uh, I am a noble lover, yes. And I will say that my microphone is gone now, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue. Yeah. Okay, do your best. Um, I mean, personally, yeah. he burnt his bridges. I, well, no, yeah. I mean, I find the I find the criticism of Mark Noble, the football player, from certain sections of the supporters, um, to be disrespectful of the man and and what he's put into the club. And 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 also the fact that um, when so many people do demand loyalty from players that will have a go at you know Payet for being a snake and Arnautovic for jumping ship and, and demanding money and everything, and then you get a player that has been loyal to the club throughout, even though it's quite possible no other clubs ever asked to buy him, possibly one other Fulham possibly, but you know that they wouldn't have discard him. Just like that, it, uh, someone that's given—I think Saturday is going to or Friday is going to be his five hundredth game for West Ham. It is, yes. So you know, th- his service record demands a bit more respect. 
I think the the bit about throwing Jesus to the ground, I, I, I know that a few of my friends feel the same as me, in that he blotted his, you know, he blotted his copybook. His legendary status sort of dropped away. You know, the moment he'd done it, I remember jumping out of my sheet, uh, seat and screaming it, you know. You can't be doing that. You don't, you know, at the end of the day, and I think the excuse he come out of was pitiful. Oh, I was frightened the players, blah, blah. The bloke was running nowhere near players. Mark Noble ran to the bloke and decided to assault the bloke. So, and, and it's quite funny how people, there are certain sections of people where they will defend Mark Noble's actions, but then they will treat Paul Coburn as a hero. And you think, well, what's the difference? That, and I find that yeah. strange. Yeah. Why didn't Mark Noble run up to Paul Coburn? Because yeah. the, the, there was no, if, there was if no we difference. make every answer this long, it will take two hours. Oh no, yeah, but it, 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 he's you know I'm feeling George obviously as well. Um, but that that is what it is. You know, you was the one that mentioned I was in a certain group, and then people are going to want me to explain why I'm in that group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair comeback. So you know when you ask. Um, is Sean a flip or a flop this week? So you flip or a flop this week? Um, I think am I a flip, flip or am I a flop? Look, we ain't going to change. I, do I think uh, David Moyes is is the uh, the manager for not season? I, I'm not absolutely convinced. And we, funny enough, did run a Clarence Hugh poll. You did? Um, yeah, of course we did. Um, what do you think? It, 2,121 people voted. What do you reckon it came out? That's a lot for you. Is David Moyes? Uh, I'd, I'd have thought a, a lot of people, are, 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 you know, a negative on Moyes, so they'd go, no. You'd be wrong. Uh, 1,255.59.17% said he is the right person to take us next season. and think oh, right. he should, he should have a chance. Right. Look at you. And only 408 40.83%, so nearly 41%, say no. So it shows you sometimes you can live in this Twitter bubble, and uh, and uh, but but yeah, 59% or Millwall fans season. went on your site and voted. Well, yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, he, he said one thing he said, you can't fault George by listing last week's pod as one hour 60 minutes on Spotify, it will still need his dinner. Uh, a couple of people did point that out to me. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Spotify listed uh, the length of last week's show as one hour, 60 minutes, not two hours. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I wonder why I did that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because you stopped it there, didn't you? Today's Clarence Hugh poll, 1,187, backs up what we said. Do, will West Ham be relegated? Only 23% said no. Uh, sorry, he said yes, rather. <laughs> That's important change. And 77% don't think we'll be relegated. So confidence is high. Probably means we're going down. All right. Okay. On we go. So basically, the question today was, some we win, some we lose. What the Lord giveth with one hand, he takes away with the other. Basically, with all the results of the weekend, nothing's changed much. Uh, evening gents, says Stevie Warboys. A great win on Saturday. He's got a quick question. What song would you use to describe the owners? Of course, Sean's could be My Heart Goes On by Celine Dion. 
Steve's tone, quite a good song, actually. ACDCs, which is all one word, Steve, just for the future. ACDCs, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, which is quite apt, really, with Sullivan especially. Uh, he says he always looks forward to listening, even if Nigel did cut me off two weeks ago when mentioning a certain manager as the initials SA. Uh, anyway, as always, up the hammers. So you got a song, Sean, for the owners? Um, there's not, is it, is there one called be careful what you wish for? Um, no, uh, better the devil, you know? Yeah, it was a Kylie song, wasn't it? There you go. Better the devil, you know, by oh. Kylie. Then. Uh, there you go. Uh, I've, I've, to be fair, Steve's picked an absolute banging classic there with dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Um, Paul Harris, old chopper, he said it's great to see Antonio's recent efforts for the team rewarded with his four-goal haul. Got a question for you after this, Sean. Uh, really hope that Bowen is similarly rewarded for his tireless work in the remaining games, starting against Watford. At Soft to Noble's good play on Saturday. Do yous uh, agree that the skipper still has a role to play coming off the bench or starting in crucial matches? Quickly, I'll answer that. Yes, I do. It, uh, Chopper agrees. He says, you think we do. We just need Moyes to apply all his experience and knowing when and how to use him. He hopes Noble will be offered a player coach role in the twilight. Thanks for the podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, we've answered your question there, Chop. And it's basically we both do agree. The question I've got for you, Sean, is, is that how many times uh, previous to this Saturday has one player scored four goals in the Premier League? How many times? Yes. 20. You know this because I've run a story on it. Yeah. 26. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why do you ask that? I've just asked how many times, not how many players. How many times? Oh, oh, I don't know the answer. I just know there's been 26 players and he was the 27th player. And I, I listed them all, including the goals they scored. So I assume it was it was the same answer, 27 in total. 36. No? Oh, really? Yeah. That's a useless stat. Thank you, you for go. that. Well, I just, it says the man who wrote an article about how many... <laughs> <laughs> just to say, I said there was no news. The one bit of news I will tell you about is uh, Mikel Antonio, although his contract's coming in the end, our senior source did tell us uh, he's got a two-year option and they do plan to um, exercise that. So he will be with us for another three years. So. Uh, He's not going anywhere, is, is uh, Mikel. Right, okay. What a great link, Sean, because Barry Mikel, this is a double great link, says, read the Antonio extension story on CNH, uh, which is quite funny. It sounds like Benson and Edges. Uh, <laughs> he's playing brilliantly, of course, but I can't help but question whether we really want to keep him until he's 33. He's injury prone, relies on speed and strength, two attributes that will surely dis- diminish rapidly beyond 30 years of age. I hope that the decision to take up the two year option hasn't already been made. 
We've been burnt. Well, I think it has. Past. He's 30 anyway. Oh, no. He's not. This is what uh, oh, I He said, we've been burnt badly in the past with long contracts, injury prone players, Wilshire, Carroll, Reed. I'd wait until next year to see where we stand with him. Thoughts, gents? Well, Baza, I think you've picked the wrong weekend or week to write that because the geezer's just had the best <laughs> game of his career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to write him off. I mean... <laughs> I would take, look, I don't think he's on a massive wage. I would take the chance and, you know, if we've got a two-year option on top of the year we've already got with him, I don't think that's a massive gamble. If you're going to give him a new five-year contract now, I would worry a bit, you know, to take him to 35. But we're, because as you said, it's all about his pace. But, you know, 33, what's that nowadays? Well, if it's a two-year extension, it takes him to 32 anyway, isn't it? Uh, well, that's actually a two-year extension on top of the year he's already got. Oh, so right. So it would be. Bazza is right. Uh, it is uh, 33. Uh, well, you know, obviously Bazza has read, you know, uh, C&H, where obviously yeah, I've just proved I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that, no shock to you anyway. Evening, gents, says Ian Gravit. Hope you are all well. Odium for the, the euphoria. That's a long word for me, Ian. Uh, oh, the euphoria of winning at Norwich, who looked devoid of any fight for the first time since 1973, even though we've since you know, proved that we won there in the FA Cup in 2006. A player scoring four goals in one game, first time since 1981, and keeping a clean sheet in the league for the first time since New Year's Day. Slightly undone by the three clubs below us. And praying we can get back-to-back victories against Watford, who, you know... Have troublesome players in Dini, Sar, etc. How do you think we'll fare? We'll probably do. We're going to do predictions at the end. Or do you want to do it now? All right. Okay. That's good to know. So I'm talking to myself now. I'll crack on. Uh, well, basically, I'll answer you. Uh, I, sorry, sorry, I was on mute. Uh, can I, I, can I just that. say you what yeah. they? Can I tell you what David Moyes said in his pre-match press conference? Go on. Then. And this is a classic before the Norwich game. I've reminded yeah. the defenders not to concede any goals. So that's where we've been going wrong all the time. We go, right, oh. defenders, right, here it is, right. So don't forget want to you tell conceding him then. any goals. Oh, damn, that's where we've been going wrong. All right, Gaffer, um, we won't concede any goals. And guess what? He, he has a chat with them on Friday tells them not to concede any goals, defenders, and, and we keep a clean sheet. Who who knew it was that simple? I, I think it's quite telling, though, that the fact that Moyes has only kept two clean sheets, both were in 4-0 victories, and both were against the teams. Both teams were in the bottom three. In fact, it's the two worst teams in the league at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and this is the thing where sort of stats and everything else can prove you know, against what you're saying, where I, I am probably backing Moyes, but you think, well... It, yeah, it was a bit of genius, though, wasn't it? Telling oh, the defenders oh, not The fact to that he hasn't goals. done it, though, would call us into question the fact that he hasn't told the defenders <laughs> David Moyes' ability <laughs> to manage on. players at that level. Sorry, sorry, I didn't... I thought our job was going forward. I thought that was the, yeah. been the first thing. Yeah. Well, here we go. It's old Happy Chops himself, who, who I've brought forward, Lewis Aaron Trapp, because I saved him for last week because his positivity just shines through. 
uh, which it does this week, fortunately. Well, even that performance and result got me to smile. Well, it must have been good, people, because it lose smiling, I'll tell you. That must have been one of the best games of the season because wonders will never cease, he continues. Uh, VAR strikes again, though. The Sacco armball was exactly the same as Rodriguez against Burnley, which it wasn't because Rodriguez's was the top of his shoulder where sort of Sacco's was the crease, which was given. So it's another point we could have had. The inconsistencies are really effing me off. I do wonder whether the Premier League actually wants us to go down. Of course, it's you know it's the Premier League. They really want us to get rid of us. They don't like us. Yeah, of course, that's, that'll be it. Backed up by Lanzini being the only player to ever receive a two-match ban for diving, yet that pathetic one by Grealish goes unpunished. Without him, they would be down. True, that was an absolutely shocking dive. Also, with Moy staying, it will be bringing in. Will he be bringing in an assistant? Just two coaches and a manager is appalling for a Premier League side. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, I, I would answer that. I, I think he's got more than two coaches. You there, Sean, or you muted yourself again? Oh, of course he's muted. He's probably on the phone. Well, I'll tell you why I've muted myself oh, is I'm... I'm um, Eating your dinner, aren't you? I, no, no, no. There's, there's there's a lot of drilling going on next to me. Oh, right. um, <laughs> with I, I think next door, I fit in a hot tub as well, and they're drilling through the wall. So I'm just conscious that that drilling is coming over on the no, recording. No, we're not hearing it's it. Not, no. Well, they're not drilling right this second, but they have been. So yeah, apologies. All oh, right, okay. Thank you very much. So Moyes, will he be bringing? Do you think Moyes will bring more coaching staff on board? I'm not sure. Why do we need more coaches? I mean, we've got Alan Irvine. We've got... Um, well, we don't see Alan Irvine. He's there, isn't he? Yeah, he do. Yeah, we do. And we see, obviously, Kevin Nolan. No land. Uh, no land. Yeah. Um, and who's the other coach? Um, that geezer, isn't it? The... Um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think of the correct word now. You know. And then you've got Potts and all the other, you know, I forget the 
foreign sounding names that, that, that do the under twenty threes, etc. So, um, I don't know. Do what what we're going to do with extra coaching stuff? I don't, I don't get it. I, personally, well, apparently it's appalling for a Premier League side to just have two coaches and a manager. Even though technically we've got Nolan, Alan Irvine. I'd imagine Alan Irvine is the assistant. And then Nolan and the bloke from, I think we got him from Brighton. His name escapes me. But What's his I, name? I, you know, listen, bless, bless but, but, old Lou, because, you know, he's not normally this happy, so he is at the moment. So staff. we'll I'm move on to I'm going staff. to staff. Hello, I'm going to staff. Paul Nevin. Oh, All right, look, before we go, Dad, go on. Paul Nevin. Is that Pat's brother? Yeah, yeah. He's the first. So Kevin Noland, Nolan, is the first team yeah. coach. Kevin uh, Paul Nevin is the first team coach. David Moyes, obviously the manager. Alan Irvine is the assistant manager, and then you've got um, uh, is it Xavier Vario is the goalkeeping coach. I mean that that seems to be a coaching staff of yeah five. Isn't isn't that enough? I don't know. I don't well, know what other Well, we'll find out. Let us know, Lou, what you think. Do you think now that you know that Alan Irvine and some unpronounceable name who's a goalkeeping coach, um, that, is that enough for you? Because if not, obviously, we'll get Sean to have a word with the um, senior sources and see if they can sort out something else. I'm sure one of Sullivan's can step in. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, having, I'm having a look at Man City's coaching staff. Uh, oh, right, yeah. how many they've got. All right. So, hello, Dazlavia. He said it'll be quick because there's a lot of comments on this Monday ritual podcast. He said it's in our hands and we will stay up if we keep the consistency of performance. We keep Moyes whether we stay up or not. Build a Moyes team based on a footballing system of developing youth and lower league players. Brady out as GS won't leave just yet. Of course, that's the campaign that I've been on board for for ages and ages that people don't seem to pick. They ain't going anywhere, but if we put enough pressure on, I reckon the witch will go. Uh, other than that, get near and we'll throw a bucket of water over her. Um, and I'll adopt Toto. Question, gentlemen, where has Antonio's celebrations disappeared to? Uh, Dazlar out. Well, he probably wore them all out, scoring so many goals. Well, you, know, you know, he scored six goals in um, yeah in uh, July. Yes, so far. I mean, he's still got time, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's still got. Um, considering, you know, six goals in July since it's um, only the thirteenth at the moment, um, and I think he scored two before that yes. in the whole season. He's now top so scorer, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Eight How goals. sad is that? Yeah, that is. Uh, do, you, do you know who the assistant manager is at Man City? It's a geezer they recently hired from Spain who replaced Arteta. What, by the name of um, Brian Kidd? Oh, right. That's not who I was thinking of, obviously. Brian, Brian Kidd. Kidd is assistant manager. Is, is it two, really? Two, there's two the assistant managers. 71-year-old Brian Kidd is, is listed as assistant yeah. manager with uh, Rodolfo Burrell. Yeah, I think he's the one, Brian Kidd. Oh, no, there's another assistant manager, Julio Lelio or something, who's 54. Then there's a goalkeeping uh, goal coach. Then a fitness coach. I'm sure we've got a fitness coach as well. And then a video analysis. But that that's their um, 
that's their uh, um, coaching style. So I don't think it's too different. Why? Why do we hate Brian Kidd so much, Sean? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, because he uh, he got involved in a punch up with Ray Stewart in the FA Cup semi final, Villa Park. Oh, there you go, Brian Kidd. And and when he I might next, write an article about the that. next time he played actually for Bolton. Um, he played for Bolton. He came back the season after for he joined Bolton, and he got absolutely slaughtered by the crowd nonstop uh, in a two-one win for West Ham. Evening all, says Ziggy Stardust. Uh, as good old Doris once sang, "K Sirrah Sirrah." It was a solid performance at Norwich, and we just needed to replicate that for the last few games. He says, "Win or lose, as long as we finish the season fighting, it's all in our hands, and we shouldn't be relying on other results." Do yous think that if we stay up, the Dildo brothers will stick their hand in their pockets and splash some cash for the transfer pot? I'll go first on this one because uh, I asked Sean this and he seems to think that we won't be. Me, I'd like to see £30 million on top of any sales generated by <laughs> players. Sean is now going to tell you why we won't be getting anything. Look, look... There's been a pandemic called COVID, if you hadn't noticed, with 40 million loss. Um, but we were going just, to be 40 million loss without COVID. We were, we were. And then that's added another probably 30 million. 30 million that million. the owners have put back into the club, so that's now covered. Yeah, but that just covered our losses for that, so we're still 40 million pounds down. But losses look, that would have been before COVID, so therefore... Look, we've spent- put aside 13 and a half million pounds for Socek, so that we are going to spend 13 and a half million as long as we stay in the Premier League, because uh, that's going to be a signing. 13? Um, but 13 and a half. That's a good deal, actually, to be fair, isn't it? It's not bad. Re- we, we paid three and a half million yeah. loan fee. Um but that's paid, you know, that's dead money now. So so I guess he, he's cost us 17 million all told, but we had a try before you buy for three and a half million. Um, but yeah, another 13 and a half, if we stay there automatic, we'll spend that. But a, apart from that, you know, you've got to offload players. It, it will be, you know, we haven't got the money. I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, they, that, that 30 million injection was not for transfers. It was to pay the bills. Um, you know, we know about the Allaire stuff and everything else. But sell to buy, you know, I think Anderson will be off. I think um, Masuel could be off. Maybe Fredericks will be off. The Jetty will be off. Um, maybe Yarmolenko will be off if we can get a buyer. Uh, Lanzini could be off. Um, Hugo, if we can get I a I mean, a, is there a, a danger? Well, I don't know. See, a lot of these players you're naming now, I would be tempted to get rid of as well. That's the thing. The thing is, I've, I've always said, is is that you need evolution of a football team, not revolution. If you keep... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying... Five look, or six players, but... We're not going to sell them on the cheap, though. No. So, so um, But if we could you get know, rid of someone, some of the squ- what we call the squaddies then. So, I think, like, Anderson... And Lanzini are no longer first choice players at this club, so therefore they can be sacrificed. You'd want at least twenty five million for um, Anderson. Yes, I don't think we're going to sell him for fifteen or anything. We paid thirty five for him. Uh, no, not- a ten million loss on a player for two seasons of football—that's a lot. It is a lot, and, and therefore I don't think they can. They would want to make any more than that. They're saying the market could drop as much as fifty percent. Uh, if that's the case, then 
know, but then that go, that covers there. itself. And I, I don't have a problem with the market dropping fifty percent. It, it, it's it's like a, a, a reorganization of the market because it had got perhaps yeah. overheated. And the fact is that if everything drops fifty percent, it don't really matter because yeah, you know, you, as long as you spend it yeah, again, yeah, yeah, as long as you spend it again, right? It's a it's it's a Belinda Kekekekes that that goddess from Forest Gate. And I still didn't ring And you didn't ring it, no. You you beat me to it. I was just going to go. So Sean was going to play a voice message, but obviously didn't ring her. Been busy. So, Bell, drop drop me a line, Bell, and I'll ring your girl. How about that? And uh, I'll get you, because obviously she'll go, Hello, Nigel, how are you? She got evening peeps. If firstly, the Burnley are horrible team to watch. The Poppy is the only player who's decent and basically keeping them going, along with the Mr. Chance. Uh, do not forget they did the same attack as ticks against the Liverpool. And the Norwich game, yes, they had their heads down, but usually we would have hammered them anyway. Pun intended, quite so convincingly. Uh, it's a shame. Got no idea what you just the said results. We, we would have hammered them. It's a punch on. Keep up with me. It's a Greek. A shame of the results didn't go our way. Who would have predicted? Onwards, and she's loving the show. It's a four kisses. That's uh, two weeks for me and you because George is gone. Yes, and it's just Mike's not working. He's still here. You still there, George? I'll respond. Tap one for yes, two for no. Uh, WhatsApp us if you're still there, George. <laughs> no, he's not there. Uh, <laughs> he's gone to make his dinner. Uh, Dave Trevitt. How you doing, Dave? Uh, we did okay, but Norwich are an awful side. We have big problems. And Watford have a good record at the bowl. If we somehow survive this season, we can look forward to another season of the same. And with Leeds and West Brom coming up, I think we will drop Sack Moyes and yourselves. GSBR. Sorry, Sack. Sack Moyes and yourselves. GSBR. So I think we're saying, not me and you, Sean. I don't think he wants us sacked. Oh, right. People may start a petition to get you sacked. But, I oh. mean, personally, uh, I think what he's saying is sack Moyes and your sales GSB out. So, uh, I get what he's saying, actually. And there, there, there is a worry that, and there's a precedent, actually, that if, if you look back to 1978, if you look back to 1989, uh, the, and if you look back to 2011, that if you look at those relegations, the preceding seasons before we actually re- got relegated, we were abysmal as well and survived by the skin of our teeth. So it is, you know, history is there to teach you lessons and make sure you learn from the lessons of the past. And it seems like this club never does. We have been poor for the last, you know, couple of seasons. We, well, especially this season, we need to make sure we don't repeat the same mistake next season because I think we will go if, it, you know, we're running out of crap teams below us, basically. <sighs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right. They, they, they stopped drilling? They have, actually, for the moment. So I'm, I'm I mean, not people drilling at 8 o'clock at night are piss takers, if you ask me. It's I your know, mate, it's anyway, Sean. Next up, uh, Gary Prince. Oh, all right, Great. Gary. Yeah, great performance on Saturday. Is Moyes a genius or did the players actually turn up for a change? Or were Norwich just so bad? Uh, A, B or C, I'd go for C there, to be fair. 
I'm not sure Moyes is a genius. And I think the players have been turning up, not just for a change. As you say, the other teams all won, so still work to do. If we can't beat either Watford or Villa at home, then we deserve to go, Dan. You might be right there. It could be tense Friday night watching. What do you say? Will you be tense, Sean, watching? Uh, which one? On Friday? Friday, yeah. Yeah, too right. I think I think it's the biggest game of the season. It's a cup final and uh, winner takes all. Um, and I, I, I don't want to be playing for the point. I just want to go for it. I really want to go for it. I want I want us to go, come out the stalls and do it. And I want to relax while by half time we're two nil up and that will calm my nerves. But yeah, I'm, I'm more nervous this than than probably any other game. Um, this season, um, this is this is a save our season game. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, well, probably Watford now because of the results at the weekend, it, it has become a bit of do or die. Because if you're looking at Man United away, you're going to worry about that, especially the way Man United are playing. Of course, the last time we played Man United in the in the second from last game of the season. Um, we'd lost the game before that against an easy team. We, of course, then beat Man United 3-2 in the last game at Upton Park before capitulating away at a team that we should have beat. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Uh, right, next up is Dodsey. He goes, all right, my handsome, how you's doing? <laughs> that noise result was feet lush a proper job. He said, more West Country freezes for you, Nigel. Every day's a school day. Well, I never went to school anyway. Uh, question for you all. Did you see that Baz Cox was on BT Sports on Saturday being interviewed? And in the pre-recall, the interviewer was told by the producer, you can't allow Baz to have a go at GSB. <sighs> Following on from the Sunday supplement who had to apologise, is this more proof that GSB have the media in their pocket? No. Look, I, I, I actually spoke to the club about this, and I'll, I'll be honest. And I, um, the Sunday supplement, by the way, what people don't understand is broadcasters, particularly Sky Sports, need to work with Premier League clubs you don't bite the hand that feeds you and 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 Premier League clubs can make it very difficult to give you access to players etc if you don't play ball right Sunday supplement is a separate program and and although a legal letter was sent you know it didn't have a lot of grounds and if if Sky wanted to just go but but they need to play the game broadcasters don't want controversy they want to play along with the hand that feeds them which is the Premier League and Premier League clubs, so they all want to be happy families. BT Sport are, are no different. So, you know, the club know best coxes, right? The, the club know he's quite vocal on his GSB out, etc. And, you know, if, if they had, this is my question, right, to anyone, who, if they had so much power over the broadcasters, if, as, as it's been suggested, wouldn't they just ring up BT Sport and say, don't, don't, don't work with that Baz Cox anymore? I mean, they've been working, BT Sport have had Baz Cox on for two or three years. He, he published size that he was looking for, I think, 15 women to join him on the fan wall. Um, women? You know, and broadcast sometimes, 
lazy and they know, you know, they know someone and they've got them in their database. I know because I, I, you know, same thing happens with me, talk sport and, and certain other things. So, you know, they ring him up. Um, but to suggest that, the, you know, the board would ring up a producer and censor. I mean, if they did have that power, they wouldn't have had him on in the first place. What What my view is, right? I asked the club and the club said, no, we haven't spoken to BT Sport about not saying anything about it. But a producer almost, and if you listen to it, and I watched his um, broadcast, what he says is the producer did it. And that's the job That's the job of the producer. They make a decision. But that doesn't mean it came from Sullivan or Gold or Brady or, or the club. It means the producer says, no, it doesn't make good TV to talk about protests or, or what people feel about the club because they don't want to be embroiled into protests they want to talk about football things right you know shout me down and say i'm wrong but but that's my understanding that's my view that the suggestion that the club censored baz or i've got a hotline to the b producer is, is is nonsense in my opinion yeah i i mean from my point of view from what I can see of it is that um, I've been on Sky four times. So the first time Sky approached me was when I was doing my protests outside the bowling back in 2011. And I took part in a a Sky Sports uh, half hour story on the move to Stratford. And they, you know, I I met that Carvey, was interviewed by Carvey outside the gates of the bowling ground. You know, the the club didn't try and stop that. Um, And then, obviously, I I got interviewed once by Sky Sports News outside the ground. And then I got uh, the the programme that you set up, or you put me forward, the Premier League Productions. And then, Mm. again, last season, I was on Premier League Productions where I, I went to Chelsea before our Chelsea away game. And, and spent like you know a couple of hours in a pub with a Chelsea fan, and 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 Sky wouldn't buy me a beer. Uh, you, you know, at, at, at no point I don't think they said don't criticize. Well, it was a bit difficult actually with the first one to not criticize the ownership. But I think when you go on these programs, it, it's not about playing the game. But there are certain things that you that surely you understand you can do and you can't do. And I think yeah. what people miss out is is that. Basically, West Ham is a joint owner of the Premier League. The Premier League places its its TV rights contract at the moment so much with Sky, so much with BT Sport. That makes BT Sports the customer. Now, it wouldn't be right for the customer to be overtly if you if you you know if you was a boss of a company and you got a customer that's allowing anti things to be constantly put out on you. Now, I'm not saying it shouldn't be discussed because it, it should be discussed and there's a way to do it. But do I think that Golden Sullivan or Brady or or any anybody else, you know, Ben Campbell in the media, rung up BT Sport and said, don't let Badcocks talk about the media? No, I do not. I do not think that that <laughs> anyway went down. I believe it's exactly as you said. It was just a producer saying, right, we don't want any like balled out. Because at the end of the day, he's there to talk about the football game, not to talk mm. about balled out. They're different subjects. 
and they should be treated bigly. Yeah, and, and I should think understand that off. and respect that, to be fair. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are non-West Ham fans and they don't care about yeah. it. You know, a lot of, you know, everybody's watching I this. I thought his moment. video was bad and all, to be fair, that he come out and done after. I didn't, I, I, I watched the first 10 minutes of it and he lost me. To be fair, mm. so I don't think. Look, everyone's entitled know, to their own yeah. opinion, and and Baz is entitled to oh, his. Listen, but my he, opinion is, his... I I know how sausages are made, and I know how the media team works, and I know how the pub works, and 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 they don't spend their time upbringing BT producers and everything. the amount of stuff that's written about West Ham. If they really had that much power, no, but they've done <laughs> over the media. Do you only, think they do a better well, job? Yeah, you? well, you would think. But <laughs> the thing is, they've done things in the part, and this is the thing: it, it, it's the, it's the conspiracy theorists, and they do run away with them, and they have done things in the past. You know, things that I know about, and you know, and I've had it myself where the you know, in a long time ago in the past, rung me up and accused me of this, that and, and, and whatever, mm. when actually it wasn't true and and disappointed with some of the things that I've wrote or some of the things that I've said publicly. So we know that they do that. But as I said, I, I you know, my dealings with, with Sky, at no point, you know, and when I was interviewed the, the first time when they come and looked in my shed for the Crystal Palace game, at no point, you know, they knew I was anti-bald. And at no point did they say to me, I would, you know, don't be negative. But then again, they weren't there for that. They were there to interview me about the Crystal Palace game and look in my shed that turned out to be bigger than they thought. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, I don't know, you know, when, when sometimes you get too wrapped up in the GSB out and it just blinkers your mind. And, you know, I, yes, I am, you know, Gold Sullivan Brady out. I think I'm Gold Sullivan Brady out now for different reasons to the rest of the fan base. And actually, that sort of detaches me from them where I look at them and think, actually, mate, what are you arguing about? I don't get it. So, but hey-ho, you know, at the end of the game, it's all about the end game, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> We weren't really going to talk about that, Dodds, but since you brought it up. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well done. Uh, he says, although Differing Dave, even though he's put Differing, so obviously this is like country uh, country and Western talk because it's Differing with a V in it. Is Diver with a V? Or am I being thick now? Anyway, although Differing Dave, even though he's put Differing, used substitutes in the Norwich game, why did he leave it so late when we were 3-0 up with 30 minutes to go? Well, 30 minutes is fair enough, Dodds, isn't it? I don't well, because he wanted to show we win, and then he just wanted to uh, slow down the clock, you know, and, like uh, anybody did. Surely it makes sense, even at 2 new up at half-time, to rest players if he's moaning how tired they are normally. Have any of you actually tried to find yourself in the mosaic of all the fans? I've not seen the mosaic, mate. I, I have, is. actually. I'm is in mosaic it? one. Oh, right. It says it's, I didn't, it's more than one? Well, where are these mosaics? Two mosaics. I, I, I did it on Parent Hugh, but it's on the website. So there's two blown up pictures that released last week, each containing 1,300 oh. fan, 1, fans. Um, and, and you can look through. I'm in, I found myself in mosaic one. Oh, right. I mean, obviously, the, the club helped me by yeah, telling me I was where I was. Yeah, I was going to say, the club probably did. You, can you stop nicking my punchlines? You know, come yeah, on. Yeah, it did. Well, I'm not going to speak right. now. I was well, looking it through myself. I knew I? you'd go, do you know where I am? And they'd have gone, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, you, you had to have the bigger picture, though, obviously. And finally, do you think this will be the last three games we see Declan Rice in a West Ham shirt? And do do you believe we should cash in on Antonio? No and no. Dodds, actually, I don't think that. Uh, do you think... Uh, I think Declan Rice will be there next season, do you, Sean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And Antonio. I just don't think anyone's going to pay the kind of money we want. Um, look, don't get me wrong. If if um, Chelsea offers seventy five million, I think we take it, and, and Moyes would use the money semi wisely. Yeah. Um, do I think Chelsea are going to offer seventy five million? No, 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 I don't. <sighs> Next up, it's the soul singing superstar himself, Mister Michael Levy Junior. Uh, evening, chaps. He says, well, results could have been kinder, but it's still in our hands. He likes that Moyes has given us a style of play and direction. I don't think he's doing too bad uh, there, Mike. Uh, it's not all been long ball stuff. Some of the time we've knocked it about nicely. You've got to mix it up. Mix it up. Like when we had David Cross up front and David Swindlehurst, you know, you have a long ball, but then you play around off of them as well. He says he, he he clearly likes a few tall players and fancy set pieces, and that's good, and last a plan and a footballing style. Now he can recruit players to fit a plan rather than sign whoever's agents on a special that week. There you go. No question there, Mike. I will just point out that Michael Levy Jr. can be found on YouTube, people. I spent a good half hour on there yesterday, and he can belt out songs, even though, Mike, if you're listening, uh, Evan knows I'm miserable now. Or Panic by the Smiths um, would go down. Or Redondo Beach by Morrissey. Uh, Irish Blood English Art. You might like that one. I don't know. If, if you could mix it up a bit, mate. Because I do love me soul, but soul, soul, soul. And, and you know, I'm not sure Michael Bolton, really, to be fair. But still, there you go. But to be fair, but look him out. He, on, it's Andy, because on YouTube, people, his, his YouTube account is called Michael Levy Jr., so is the uh, superstar soul singer of North and South Tenerife people. <sighs> Auntie Penn's next up, Sean. Oh, good. Here you go. My favourite. That's, that's good to know. And, and and obviously, just for Stelios now knows that Auntie Penn's real my aunt. He just thought it was a term of endearment that I'd put on some unknown person. Uh, still couldn't believe it. And I said, no, it's really my aunt. Uh, she watched the match on Saturday and was glad she did. That's good to know. Uh, she knows it was Norwich and they played with their heads down. But if we could have played that well earlier in the season, we'd be higher. Uh, great passing by Noble and Antonio gave a masterclass. Bowen and Suchet were class and the whole team turned up. Loved it. Oh, and Brady out, please. See, she's so polite. Look at that. Brady out, please. That's what she says. Please. Uh, there you go. Uh, then there's a bit of chit-chat between me, Auntie Penn, and still. We'll skip that. Uh, Martin, gentleman and a scholar, is next up. He says, thanks as usual for the podcast. You're welcome. Just wanted to say how much I enjoyed Shedman's brief history of West Ham. It does carry on. Episode 3 will be about next week. So much so that he did a cycle. Oh, tell me what ep- is in episode 3. Uh, the first team, 1900. All right. Okay. okay. So much so that he's did a cycle tour at the weekend of our history. Hermit Road, Memorial Grounds, the Bowling, and then you know where. Uh, we, we seem to have gone full circle, massive running or cycling track round the pitch. Well, Martin, gentleman and a scholar, um, it sounds like you've, you've covered my tour, actually, isn't it? You know? So, um, 
once this social distancing crack called Southampton just scored against uh, Man United. Uh, Man United. Yeah. Oh, right. Has it been allowed? Uh, at the moment, Armstrong, Armstrong on 12 minutes hasn't been disallowed right, yet. Okay. So. Next up, it's our favourite bubble and squeak. It's old Stelios. Uh, Kiriaku. Uh, cool jazz. Mm. It, well, it's in our hands as it should be. Well, it depends what you're playing with still. But it doesn't matter what other teams do. <laughs> if we can't win our games, we don't deserve to stay up. He's got a question for you, Sean, which is good because it is Facebook, Twitter question time. Mm. All right, you ready? How do you yeah. pronounce the following names? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> which on. is a bit hard because I'm going to tell you. Manzucic. Manzucic. Moon Manzucic. Fikio. Tomori. Fikio. Fikio Tomori. Tomori. Yeah. And, Tomori, and yeah. Michi Batshuai. Michi Batshuai. Yeah. See, it's easier when I tell you, isn't it? It don't work. But Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't can, work, can, does no, it? No, it don't. Because the thing is, is that I did watch Stelios last night on his Vox Pop online. United people get over to the channel because it's proper decent. And you see me on there as well. Um, in the, uh, I actually pointed out still. He did ask me to go on on, on the on the game on Saturday, so obviously you must have been busy. Uh, well, I... Were your pies? No, I don't... Yeah, I was I was sort of busy, and then... I usually get asked second if yes, you can't make it. Like, you right. couldn't make the, yes. the other night, and he, he asked me well, on... I, I, generally, I don't like doing the watch-alongs because my stream is about two... Well, you don't like the watch-alongs because they're crap, and uh, <laughs> I've told <laughs> Stelios that. Well, I've like, done I well, procedures they're... for the last 20 minutes on Saturday. So oh, really? Anyway, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But uh, obviously, because the funny thing about these watchlogs is everyone's got a different stream and they're a different point. And go, oh, what? Well, what? It, whoa, it was whoa, funny because I went on the last twenty minutes and I was actually thirty seconds in front of everyone else. It doesn't work. <laughs> but it was good fun. To be fair, it was good fun. I did, yeah, uh, comedy value. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, I did point out still back to where I was that he obviously went to the school, uh, the Sean, the Sean Whetstone School of uh, Footballers Name Pronunciations. Because yeah, yeah. he's about as good as you, frankly. Oh, good. I'm names. glad. And, well uh, done, Stel. Uh, and as a Greek, you'd think he'd be able to get all these like Latin names. I don't think he's Greek, is he? Uh, we had all the same, aren't they, over there? He's a Cypriot. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, question four. How will you cope with public health in England's insistence with their utterly ridiculous proposal that when fans finally return to stadiums, they could be asked not to sing, shout and chant so that COVID isn't spread? Well... <laughs> Hold up a minute, Stel. I don't know where you get this crap from because it sounds like it is absolute garbage. What do you think, Sean? Um, well, I think that was a very well thought piece on Clarence Hugh that I wrote. And look, maybe I didn't speak to Public Health England, but if you think about it, and I, I looked, my, <laughs> the basis of this piece was churches, right? I looked at the advice for churches. And in churches, Public Health England says you're not allowed to sing. You're not allowed to shout. Um, so you're not allowed to do hymns or singing. You're not allowed to shout in church. And, you know, so I, I, I applied that advice and looked at it and said, well, what happens if that same kind of advice was applied to a football stadium? And I wrote a story, which I think was quite well researched and quite credible. Do you know, sometimes, and you know you can do this, you will get me to read Claret and you. You will have this thing <laughs> where I click on it and I think afterwards, oh, he's got me again. 
That's another <laughs> 10 pay. Can I just point was, out, was, was that one of them? That was, was not that one of them. them. That was oh, one okay. that I saw through and thought, that is going to be the biggest load of garbage. So I it's did not, not garbage. It was you well just researched. said it's garbage. It's it was garbage. Churches. It was based on, on research <sighs> on churches, and I was, I was looking at what happens if that kind of vice by Public Health England was transposed onto football stadium. Yeah. All right. Okay. He, he finishes with David Gold once said, don't go to bed. He said, well, usually I take his advice while waiting for the latest version of the podcast to be out. He said, but should I stop taking this advice and just listen to the three-hour-long podcast on Tuesday mornings instead? It was quite funny because I think Stelios uh, listens on a Monday night to our podcast. Yeah, it did come out late. And i tell you why. There was a real problem with our, our partners. So Zencaster, who are our podcast partners who do the mix, had a problem with their servers last week. And uh, and I actually gave up <laughs> almost about midnight of waiting for the mix to be automatic mix. So I actually downloaded the tracks and put them in GarageBand and very boring and, and did it myself. Anyway, the next morning <laughs> about 11 o'clock... <laughs> Well, Zencaster actually emailed me and said, your mix is now ready. Well, lucky I didn't wait for them. Yeah. But that's the reason. Sometimes the mix is, depends on how the server, are. when we finish this, um, you know, we're recording now at, well, we're recording at 20 past eight on a Monday. Uh, someone has to do um, the edit and the mix. Not that we do a lot of editing. Frankly, still, I don't know why you wait for Monday night anyway. Just listen to it Tuesday morning, like all the same people do. Um, that's probably when it drops into. Uh, that's when I get notified on on me uh, iTunes. I do try and get it out Monday night. There you go. If I can. Next up, it's the Colonel. It's Paul Sanders. Uh, even though driving only people, uh, I'm not sure. I agree that not much has changed. We've improved our goal difference, and there's only three games left, of which we need to lose two. He's put loose two, just as, instead of lose. I don't. I don't know. And the others win too. So I'm still relatively confident we'll be okay. He's starting to quite like this team. And Moy's signings are decent. He's made two and they are pretty good. But that's only if we ignore Hugill. I know a lot of people moan that he's not good enough. But I think the bloke needs a season following a transfer window where he gets to shape his own team. I say in Moyes we trust. Come on, you irons. I, I'm half with you there, Paul. I'm, I'm not one for sacking managers, and I'd like to think we should give Moyes a bit of um, leeway to see what he can do. So, oh, excuse me, I'd give him six months, basically. Uh, Martin, row, row, row your boat, says, Evening all, a couple of questions for you, which is what we like. Did you approve of the Pellegrini appointment, or would you have kept Moyes or whoever else? I mean, I, 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 at the time, I'll admit, I, I thought the Pellegrini appointment was an excellent one, and, and I think people who say they don't um, are possibly lying. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know one person uh, that thought, no, we should have kept Moyes when Pellegrini was announced. Uh, I think I can point back to podcasts Moyes when Moyes was let go that I thought it was a bit harsh because he'd done what was asked of him. He'd kept us up, got us, I think, 13th or 14th. So I couldn't see what more he could have done to have kept his job. But then when they announced Pellegrini, it was like, aha, they had better things in mind. So 
therefore, if you'd have said to me, keep Moyes, but we could get Pellegrini, I'd have gone Pellegrini all day long. But then again, I wasn't for sacking Pellegrini anyway. So, No, you weren't. You know, I know it's hard. The only manager I've really hated is Sam Allardyce. Yeah, I don't know why. Because uh, the man is just anti-football. Did you not see what he did at Bolton? Did you not see what he did at Blackburn? The man got the man got kicked out of Newcastle by supporters because his style of football was that bad. They couldn't put up with him. They the supporters drove him out. He went to Blackburn and he came up with that anti-football, well-edged juve backing into goalkeepers at free kicks. You know, the dirty, horrible, filthy football, the type he played at Bolton back in the 70s when he weren't good enough, you know, to play in the top division. That's why. All right. And he stuck his two fingers up with me in the bus lane. So, but anyway. There you go. It it became personal. Before you start, yeah, operational dice out, there's a story to be told one day. What? How dare you? How dare I? Yeah, remember? Yeah, I know where all the skeletons are and was part of it. <laughs> yeah, I still remember everything, mate, about that. And I've probably got some emails to prove it as well. There's a book in there. There is, isn't day, it? Isn't that was pure filth. And I'll tell you what, people, I was proud to be a part of it. Believe me. <laughs> <sighs> dear, oh dear. Oh, Man United have scored. Oh, was it? Who scored? Marcus Rashford. Oh, there you go. Good luck, little boy. That's a few more school dinners for the kids. Anyway, Nick Harvey says, Evening, gents. The Baroness says, Full stadiums by September. Deluded as ever. Perhaps the Lord can take her away. Ooh, Brady out. That's a bit harsh, Nick. Normally, I wouldn't put them through, but as it's for her. Surprise, surprise. The normal West Ham turned up versus Burnley. Oh, he's being a bit harsh now. Now, who would have thought Burnley would try and get lots of crosses into the box? Well, nobody seemed to tell our team. That's where obviously where Dave went wrong, and he didn't tell the defenders to not concede, and he forgot to tell them about the crosses. Uh, our inability to take our chances is likely to cost us big time. Bit harsh, I think, when you look at the way Pope played. Fitness is a big issue too. After team blowing out their asses with 20 minutes to go. Really? I didn't see that. No, I didn't. Uh, he, he says, another farcical week for Varu missed Tarkowski's red card challenge on Bowen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, we didn't mention I that. I didn't think it was a red card. Uh, the, uh, for the reason why I don't think it's a red card, because that's a yellow card, that is. You know, if, no. If we, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Hold up, let me studs. finish, yeah. If, if you moan about modern-day football and the way it's refereed and, way to, and, and everything, yellow cards for next to nothing... And, and you prefer the old style type of football, you know, back in the 70s, you wouldn't have got a yellow card for that if that was your first tackle, yeah? So, therefore, for me, that's 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 what I deem a yellow card foul. Oh, Man United 2-0 up. Martial is We can't be 2-0 because you said 2-1. Sorry, 2-1 oh. up. There you go. Uh, live football as we speak, people, even though by the time you listen to this, you're going to know the result. But yeah, yeah, so therefore, that's why I don't think Tarkowski's um, tackle was a red card, because I believe in a bit of blood and thunder. Good. You obviously don't, though. You like? I thought it was a red card. I thought he, he, I've seen a lot, uh, people sent off for a lot less were. But that's um, if if you judge it against VIR, I know you're anti VR, but you know, what embarrassed decision that on Thursday night, um, I mean, I think they came out and said, 
actually they said they got it wrong and, and he should have been sent off. On Thursday night, all three games, penalty decisions, they got wrong. And they had, they had to make a groveling apology and said, yeah, we got all three wrong. Yeah. I mean, what is it? What is wrong with John Moss? What is the same with the Palace game? I'll, t- I'll you tell know, you where these... we do it wrong quickly. It, it, the VAR should only be used by the referee on the pitch. Ah, well, funny you should say that because FIFA is about to take over the management from the Premier League. It, it's been agreed. Apparently, it was already agreed. But it's going to be taken over next year. And guess what? The big thing FIFA are keen on. the FIFA do not like the Premier League's adoption of this being done in Stockley Park. They want the the pitch side screen so the the uh the the referee can see it pitch side at, at matches yeah that's what the referee on the pitch should make the decision yeah so i think that's coming uh, the premier league were worried it was going to slow things down well <laughs> we haven't seen that dear we've seen the dear. opposite we've seen, we've seen three and a half minutes yeah. to make the decision uh you know against um the funny thing is, uh, is against where, us with the antonio where, where we're at home now watching it we get the full benefit of VAR. When we're in the stadium, we just get VAR check and we don't, you know, there's, yeah. there's been goals wow. chopped off and we don't even know the real reason for the goal being chopped off. I mean, off. broadcasters, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if this will continue, but but viewings are up, you know, and... and uh, so. Yeah, it's quite possible this COVID has changed the way that football is consumed in this country. And 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 the fact is that uh, the, the I'm sure Sky and BT love mm. the the 24. Hour. I'll tell you who, who's loving. My uncle is now loving it because he, he don't have Sky or anything, so he don't really mm. watch a lot of football now. You know, he's 75 years of age and whatever. Mm. I thought your uncle wouldn't be loving it for another reason, but that's another story. Well, that's another story. He's, he's <laughs> bad. Um, but anyway, we can move on. Actually, I know George has already gone, but I, yeah. I've been called for my dinner. All oh, right, well, tough luck. Uh, so I've started, so i finish. So basically, he's getting to see this pick channel, which I didn't know about. So he's watching, he's getting the, B, the, the BBC games and he's watching the pick. So he's actually getting live TV for the first time. In, in years and years. Mm. So actually, you know, there, there there is an appetite for showing more football on TV. And it will yeah, be I the detriment of, of, of the match-going fans. But, you know... But, but, but I, I, I started watching all of them, but there's just... Yeah, too many. Yeah. I've given up now watching... There's too many now. Um, and, you know, we heard from Georgie. He didn't even watch the two West Ham games, so... Uh, uh, maybe there's a bit over over the top now. He says, quickly anyway, finish, he says question, can Moyes change the mentality of the club as well as address the many no. issues with the squad? I don't think so. No. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, we're coming to the end. Dave Sperry Berry, uh, isn't it the West Ham way? We have the best day out and then we can't catch a break. With everyone below us getting something positive, exactly right. That's the West Ham way. Uh, it is the West Ham way. However, I think the West Ham way will also w- mean that we won't win this Friday. Well, we we'll don't win two on. games on the trot. That's my worry. Yeah. Uh, he thinks we're safe with our goal difference. Moyes pickups of Bowen and Suchek. Who do you think he should target in the transfer window? He says, Brady outs. Target in the transfer well, window. Strike I think we look at fire, the, the right Wigan back. fire sale and things like that. Well, don't don't actually don't count your chickens before they hatch, mate. Because at the end of the day, 
it's quite possible that the EFL do not give Wigan the 12-point penalty. Yeah, so let's just hold fire on that. Um, All right. Ed Hughes, is the Suchek deal automatic if we stay up? Yes. Can Sully cry poverty and wriggle out of it? No. There you go. That's what we like, Ed. Short and sweet. Thank you very much. Uh, And he's got a great T-shirt on. Uh, Lovely bit of squirrel, basically. Uh, for those that watch <laughs> it, that. no Friday night's Friday dinner. night's dinner, one of the best shows on TV. Uh, it's bear squirrel. Paul No Land. <laughs> Evening, yeah. gents. It's the show for here. Beep beep. Well, beep beep. Well, this is what supporting West Ham is about. Hang on, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Watching the Burnley game, we really should have got something from the game, uh, and we would have if it weren't for some divine intervention by the Pope. Oh, and Antonio missing the sitter. I'd rather he had scored on Wednesday and scored only three on Saturday and we might be a point better off. We all know it's going to be the last day of the season against the Villa. <laughs> Still, we yeah. will have the edge with our claret and blue carpet and big mosaic. He said it was sad news, read Jackie Cholton. Uh, it was sad news. I don't know why Siri's going, hey Siri, the sad news from Jackie Cholton. Yeah, thanks Siri. Uh, Sad news on the weekend, read Jackie Cholton. Yeah, I, I, I thought Jack... Big big mate of, obviously, Bobby Moore and... Yeah, um, I think Jack Cholton was a great character of the game. Loved watching him. I enjoyed watching his Republic of Ireland team. And by far and away, the best football book I've ever written, uh, read is Jack and Bobby, which tells the story of the Cholton brothers. They come from the Milburn family um, up in Geordie Land. And they were actually told as kids, don't sign for Newcastle because they're, they're like a basket case of a club. And that's why Jack went to Leeds. Well, I think an uncle was there and Bobby went to Man U. But Jack and Bobby, yeah. look it out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, Dan, the best football book you will read. <sighs> Question for Nigel. Stella, shall I stop the St. Pauli newsletter now? I think I preferred the German version. Well, you asked him to translate it and that's what he did, Paul. And at the end of the day, he did me a favour. He sent me a link to the English website that I sent you. So read the English website, mate, you know, because it tells you exactly the same thing as you get in them silly leaflets. Bit old school, though, isn't he? Uh, he said he was looking forward to part three of the Amazon history, but we'll have to wait. Well, you will, mate. Another week. Calm down. You know, I can't bang them out. I've got a... when's, when's your next um, Hammers history podcast? Uh, yeah, that's to be arranged as well. I've got one other thing. I'm, I'm doing a pilot show for Irons United. Oh, You're going to love this, Sean. Uh, so uh, it's sort of bringing back Mock the West Ham Week. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, but less of a, having a go at the other West Ham people. <laughs> we can always take the mic out of me. Well, you know, I am, I'm actually, game. so don't worry. Good, good, good. good. Uh, so yeah, so that's a bit, a bit, you know, and other general football stuff rather than just West Ham. A bit of women's football, where I've been wrong about it. So you know, you'll get to see that. Good. Uh, so yeah, um, is that it? No, he said. Question for Sean. He said he was going to send you a Facebook request as we are both connected to a few fellow Ammers. He said, but given the LinkedIn response, I don't think he'll bother. <laughs> I get a lot of Facebook requests. Actually, yeah, there you go. He says, a George. Lot. Uh, no questions you might be eating and he don't want to disturb you. That's <laughs> true. Quite funny. Uh, My dinner's ready now. Question for you is all, which may I cover? Will we beat Watford? He thinks it'll draw. Will we stay up or is it draw. destination meal or away? Stay up. No. Um, draw 
draw and uh, draw loss and then win against uh, Villa on the last day of the season. And work update, he's got a few things he's hoping to come off. But equally, if you know anyone needing protect aid kits, uh, he's put in brackets PPE, even though his spells pack. So you want some PPE, which is like squirty hand cream and face masks and stuff like that. Uh, get in touch with Paul Nolan. He does an handy little kit that he can send out to your people. I thought he was a business consultant. Yeah, but what he's doing is he's consulting you on PPE and he's decided you do oh, need right. cream, okay. face mask and everything. So okay. perhaps Reed Employment could have a, look, have a look, even though you can probably okay. it cheaper. Than, uh, this working for yourself is like supporting the Amers. Fortune is always hiding. You don't need to tell me about that, Paul, believe me. Whew. Is that it? One more. Cool. Uh, Adam Levitt, West Ham Museum. Where is it? It's in my garden, mate. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, look, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure where they can find a place. I know they, they exhibit some stuff downstairs in the, in the store. They have got a lot of stuff in storage. I think I think it's a case of where do you put it? And, you know, not many people can make a profit out of showing it. I know she mentioned it in the the letter to uh, West Ham Groups United, but, but it's it's finding a property because uh, there's no room at the London Stadium and, and, and who actually wants to see it. I mean, the only way I really see this working is making it part of the London Stadium tour and, and put it in the London Stadium. But really, that's down to the London Stadium to agree it because they're the one that run the, the tours and, and the, you know, they need to dedicate a room to make a museum, really. Well, you, you know, Coulson, we did know of a property where they could have pulled it, but apparently we're not to look back. We've got to look forward. No, of course not. But they, no, look, if they're going to do it, it's going to be part of the Says London the woman Stadium that tour. now puts West Ham's old badge on the back of shirts and, yeah. you know. Look, I, I, I've been to... Um, I've been to um, uh, a number of um, tours. I've been to Barcelona. I've been to um, stadium tours. I've been to uh, Munich one, and I've been to the Prague one, uh, Sparta Prague. And um, You know the thing that you know, those they, teams have all done, though? They always have a museum part. Yeah, but of, what have those teams tour? all done? One something? One something. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Barcelona. If you haven't done the Barcelona tour, it's no, very impressive. I've, I've done the Amsterdam one, uh, in their new stadium when it was just built. Yeah. I mean that was fantastic. That that really was. Anyway, uh, is that the last? That one? ends Facebook Twitter question time. Yeah, good. We're only doing it now for an hour, and it's an hour and thirty-five. Um, I have been Sean. Uh, George has been. Quiet, because his mic went. And Nigel has been... Uh, draw against Watford. And um, we'll see what happens then. Yeah. Also, we didn't do predictions. Yeah, I'll go for <laughs> one they'll win against Watford. <laughs> Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bye, George. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bravo!
that? Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 